Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I am uh, so happy to be sitting here uh, for three reasons. One, because Tom Dorian is here. And greetings to you, sir. And Ziggy Rodriguez is here. I am. And uh, But the third reason is because you can smell the Chex Mix. Can you smell the Chex Mix? Oh, my God. In the that is a beautiful smell. Holiday we, Chex Mix. That's right. Because so, so it, we're... You've got to find a way to sell that stuff. No, because the government has said that there's, there's a pro, it's problematic. They don't want to just give that it's kind good. of good stuff it's out. Too good. Right, because people will they'll no longer pay attention to anything important. That's true. <laughs> they'll sit and watch old black and white Christmas movies <laughs> and get fat watching checks, eating checks makes. So that that's that's. So I'm just it's for the betterment of I society. I promise I'm laughing because I can see me doing that. You know, in, I have done that. <laughs> In the off season, it's Cheetos, right? But now it's Chex Mix. <laughs> so, all right. But look, so here, so, so Tom and, and Ziggy, I'm so glad you guys are uh, you're you're here with me because we're going to talk about some important stuff. And the important stuff we're going to talk about, really. What do you mean, Chex Mix is not important? It now? is important. It actually is going to be the answer to some of the important problems okay, that we br- raised today. I interrupted. But, but, but we're celebrating uh, some important um, milestones, I guess, in uh, in our, our church world, mm-hmm. right? That uh, this weekend is uh, the Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome, awesome feast. And I, I love saying it, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. I just love saying it's that. It's pretty awesome. That I mean, it sounds awesome. like, yeah. I mean, if, like, if it was a Netflix series with like eight... Uh, you know, eight seasons and eight episodes each. It would be watched. You'd be it would binge watch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and, and so it's it's really a powerful, powerful feast. And it's one of the things that, like, I love the fact that. I mean, I love every year that I have a wedding anniversary, that I have a birthday. That I love that the fact that the church has these liturgical uh, feasts that we celebrate every year. I love Christmas. I love Easter. I love all these great feasts of the church, and that, that we they repeat every year. But this one particularly, because it kind of it it to some people. I mean, you don't usually see. Um, Greeting cards, you know, from Hallmark, happy Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe Day. <laughs> you don't usually see that, but it's one of the more important feasts because of what it proclaims to be true or what we proclaim to be true when we celebrate this particular feast. So it's a powerful, powerful feast. And at the same time, it's also uh, like the end of liturgical year. Um, all the readings are about Judgment Day. They're about being held held to account Right, all these important things that we should be thinking about, not only at the end of our liturgical year, where we can kind of recap or look back on this entire liturgical year and see all of the teachings of Jesus laid out for our the benefit of our salvation, mm-hmm. right? And so then we can kind of call into account how have we, have we lived up to that? Mm-hmm. But then also as Advent approaches, right, this time of year, then we also are able to to look at the beginning of time and if you uh, and the end of time right all kind of coming together the advent the beginning of a new year right a new opportunity to look and to see the end times the second coming mm-hmm. right to see to look forward to Jesus is coming now but then also Jesus is coming again at the end of time and so again this is a season of 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 being held to account 
mm-hmm. right? a season of judgment, a season of opportunity to uh, uh, to look at. And I say judgment with a with a you know the capital J with you <laughs> it's know, those, a season of judgment. Yes, I think that's a Christmas carol, <laughs> yeah. isn't? Um, judge, no, we not judge, judge, something like that. Anyway, judge will. Judge yes, will no, no, no. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll have done. we'll have. Ju- ju- Try to do judgy bells. Uh, judgy, sorry. <laughs> judgy bells. <laughs> Okay, we are we are now getting off the beaten path. But also, sandwiched in the middle of all this, I say that sandwich. That's the that's a little transition. That's a clue. But Thanksgiving, maybe sandwich. Yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> yes, we we have turkey sandwiches, uh, and so Thanksgiving that that feast of Thanksgiving, which is a secular feast, granted, you know, it's but it's a, an important day in our nation, and it does have uh, religious undertones. Right to it, so it's important to understand um, that it's not a, a a feast of the church, but the church celebrates at Thanksgiving just like uh, and it's a good, it's a good holiday. And so I, I I thought maybe we should spend a little time considering where we are as a nation and as a world, and then also how these these upcoming events or these current events, I guess it is, in, in our church, um, the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, Thanksgiving, Advent. How all of this can actually help us in the process of of being called to be who we are mm-hmm. as Christians, but as especially as Catholics um, in this day and age. I know we did a show on like how to survive after the election. Yep. Right. But th- but but think about where the nation is right now, where the world is. But really, our lived experience in this nation, having come through this most divisive. Uh, and even I'll just say destructive election still mm-hmm. kind of don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, it just on one day it looks like this, on another day it looks like that. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I guarantee this that there's going to be some some court battles that'll go on at at the very least into January. Mm-hmm. So we have that to look forward to. Hooray, hooray, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just this disarray, mm-hmm. it's disharmony, it's discord. It's exactly where Satan wants us to be. That's true. Right? So we're in the middle of that. Right? And certainly there are still the protests. There's still the violence. We have some pockets, some really bad violence going on. And, you know, certainly there are still injustices that need to be put down mm-hmm. that are happening in our nation that we have not been able to shake as a nation for for this many years since we were, we were started back in 1776. We've had injustices that have plagued us that we talk about getting rid of. And we can we struggle with that certainly, which also continues to cause division, right? And there's certain hatred that's uh, that's 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 going around, of course. And now put on top of that, you got COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Which is not really discriminating against anybody, mm-hmm. just kind of well, other than I guess some the, some of the more frail folks. But you know, the reality is it's a bad thing all around. Mm-hmm. This is the culture that we live. This is the world that we live in, and specifically, this is the nation. And I I do remember um, we don't do a lot of political quoting here, but in the campaign or towards the end of the campaign, I remember uh, when uh, then president uh, uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden um, said, we're in for a dark winter. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know that. I mean, that's probably the understatement of the day. My sense is uh, uh, one of kind of doom and gloom. I mean, there's a there's a foreboding I mean, do you all but there, is, there is checks mix, though. There is checks mix, and that's just like a little blip of light <laughs> on the horizon. But, 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 so where all that is, mm-hmm. well, now, over all of that, 
our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Mm-hmm. Lest we forget, we have a king. Yes. I mean, this is the, the most benevolent monarchy <laughs> in, the, in the history of monarchies. And, and it's the ideal monarchy. This is the monarchy of monarchies, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. And he's ours. And he continues to be ours. And, he's, and he made that, uh, that vow, that pledge, that promise died for our sins once and for all and continues to reign as king of heaven and earth on his throne in heaven and so we we mustn't forget that and the church asks us to remember that right the church asks us it's on this feast to to uh, i don't know to wrap our arms around that and or to allow that to wrap its uh, arms around us mm-hmm. to carry us through the more the more difficult times we leave in. So the, 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 the things that we can do is we can ask ourselves this question as it relates to, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Um, who is your king? Yep. Who, who is your king? What's, is it President who or President who or President-elect who? who? Who is your king? What party is he belong to? Mm. And I know that as I'm, I'm doing this, you know, there's a bunch of good Catholics out there shaking their heads saying, that's not me. I don't say that. Jesus is my king, you know, and it's like, I, 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 I believe that. And I, I think that's the case for a lot of folks, but there's a lot of people that get wrapped up in this to the point where they actually lose hope a little bit mm-hmm. because they get so drawn in Tom, for instance, Tom, I'm looking at him right now and he's like going, I got to get off. I got to stop watching the TV news. Oh, everybody's got to be saying that right now. <laughs> that was one of our things, right? To yeah. survive the election, yeah. stop watching cable news. Just stop. Yeah, that's right. Because it's going to draw you in. Because they want viewers. They do. They're going to draw you in, and they're going to just feed you, spoon feed you, scandal after scandal. Oh yeah. Problem after question after question. And and at some point, we have to stop, and we have to decide who is our king. Mm-hmm. Who is it that we're going to follow? Right. Mm-hmm. And and that and that's not always that's not always good or easy to do rather. Well, and the thing that keep in mind is that Jesus, his rightful throne is in every single person's heart, but he's not going to take that his seat in that throne without our welcoming him into that seat. Yeah, it's kind of like we have to enthrone him. I mean, I yes. know that seems weird that it, it depends on us, but there's a part of us we have to invite him in, and this is where again, I love pointing this out to my good Catholic listeners and there are many that this is where the protestants do have some of this stuff just a little bit right i'm not saying more right than catholics catholics need to be a little more like some of our separated brothers and sisters who have to who invite jesus into their lives yeah now we can talk about the theology of the of baptism and how we have invited uh, jesus sits on that throne because of baptism and i and i get that and i'm not saying i want to be president what i'm saying is there, even as adults, we have got to invite Jesus to be the king of our lives. Yes. We've got to ask him to be. And then we have to continue to worship him and to praise him, to laud him, and to keep him on that throne and not to dethrone him and enthrone money, power, lust, you know, food, uh, hatred, whatever it is. Yeah, the that, list that, goes on and a, on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so when you look at the world, so as we're looking at these elections and, and the division of the country, Ask yourself who is who is king, mm-hmm. right? If we're looking at the you know the COVID nineteen things we can't help, but in the injustices, things that are happening that that are sometimes out of our control, but but some of us can you know you know are we worried about that? Do we are we overcome by that? No, because we have a king. Now, does that mean that that king is going to form an army and then it's going to come and quell the injustice? We are the army of that king, and so we're required. But but we have a king. We have a banner to follow. 
right? And when we recognize that, that actually kind of unites us all, mm-hmm. right, under this battle cry of justice, of peace, of joy, of mercy, of forgiveness, of love. And when we recognize that we have that king, it changes things. It changes our hearts, and it also is going to change the world that we live around. But what about, like, the hatred and all that other division that's going on, right? Is our nation, I mean, is our world unsalvageable? Have we gotten so far down into the doldrums, down into the pits of despair and destruction that we're done? I mean, we want to, we're just counting the days. Our doomsday clock is ticking Right? The answer is no, because we have a king. We have to celebrate that that king is going to lead us to victory. And really, just so we all are clear, he's already led us there. <laughs> right? Jesus was victorious over Satan, victorious over death, victorious over sin. And all we have to do is like hitch our wagon to his horse. Enthrone him. Yes, enthrone him. Uh, allow him to be the king of your life the king of your soul, uh, which will allow him to be the king of your family, the king of your business, the king of your parish, the king of your uh, community, the king of your nation, and certainly the king of the world. And that's what needs to be noticed. And of course, this idea of, of going into a dark winter, you know, I'm not, I just, I refuse to fall prey to doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you look at Psalms, uh, God guides us through dark valleys you know we we may be headed for a dark winter Yay, that could though be I the walk reality the valley of the shadow of death right i fear no evil yes and so if we're going to rely upon ourselves to navigate the darkness good luck right no no way but if we are stopping with every step and asking god okay what next? What do I do next? Yeah, about this. About this. It, that's that's what it means to really welcome him into your life as your king. You're not going to move without him. You're wanting to align your life in such a way with him so that you're in lockstep with him. You're marching behind your king as a soldier for his kingdom. That is what we're called to do. And you know what? We may not see all the answers. We may be in a dark, scary place. But if our king is there and he's stepping first and he is inviting us and calling us to follow with him, you know, we may stumble along the way and sometimes may make wrong decisions accidentally along the way, but God will bless our obedience and he will protect us along the way. Glory, hallelujah. (laughs) Preach it. True, right? Amen, brother. Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, what an opportunity for each one of us. And also an opportunity for us to stop now, munch on checks mix, (laughs) and take a short break. But before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home, got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter, like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. 
St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff. I'm here with Tom Dorian, and, yes, and I'm here with Ziggy Rodriguez. Howdy! And we're here with our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, as well. He says hi to all, and uh, and I'm so so. It's like, what a great feast! Uh, and we want to like part two of our show here is kind of connected, like how to how to live in the world today. But the best way to do that is understand that the Lord Jesus Christ is King of the Universe, right? But also, like, well, how does that tie into like this this idea of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know? And because I, I I do think that people in this context, you know, of the end of the liturgical year um, and all the readings that are preparing us, that even in through at the beginning of the liturgical year in Advent, we're talking about the second coming, so it's about judgment and 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 being held to account and everything. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we will be judged, uh, you know, according to how much we loved. Yeah, and or our lack of love, right? That that's really where the judgment will come. I mean, do we love the Lord? Do we not love the Lord? Do we demonstrate that love by by um, you know our our actions? And I mean, you know that song, they will know we are Christians by our love, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they'll also know that we're not Christians by our lack of love. 
and and that's so this divided nation, this difficult world that we live in. Um, I think the only way it's going to be healed is through love, and 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 this is where to me I start to I start to think about um, the fact that you've got Thanksgiving's coming up. It's an opportunity for family to get together, and I know we're in COVID times, and various states have all these regulations. It doesn't mean that you're you're not thinking about all your family, even if you can't physically be there with them. This is traditionally a time where we we come together to give thanks to God for all that we have, especially in the context of family. And if we're going to heal a divided nation, we're going to have to do that. At Thanksgiving is a great opportunity to do that. And turkey drops. And turkey drops. Exactly right. Classic. Uh, yeah, it's a, oh, what a great episode. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't. As God is my witness. Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh, yeah, but that we'll was so good. We'll start dropping lines and no, I'm gonna, don't do it. Well, and then, of course, and you'll be quick to point out that Chex Mix is... Yes. Uh, runs uh, rampant during during Thanksgiving at my household. Well, I also think Thanksgiving is important just generally as it, for us to stop as a uh, and, and remind ourselves as Catholics, Eucharist, for example, means Thanksgiving. Yep. And Thanksgiving's at the very heart of how we're supposed to uh, orient ourselves towards God and towards life. I think that if we stop and ask ourselves like the opposite of thanks and gratitude what is what's the opposite of it it's ingratitude Mm -hmm. if we're failing to really be proactively thankful for the blessings that we've received in our life because even as bad as things sometimes are and i know a lot of our listeners probably some bad stuff has happened during 2020 we do still each have blessings yeah and if we're not willing to take a look at those there's there's a and, and to give thanks for the source of those blessings would all of them originate with God, you know? And sometimes God will use other people to to also help bring those blessings our way. If we're not thankful, then what we can end up feeling really self entitled, really arrogant, or willfully ignorant about the blessings that we have, and have a completely skewed understanding of the state of our lives. When you're ungrateful, you actually uh, you 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 fail to honor your king. Yeah, right? you don't recognize the king because because as you look at the the concept of giving thanks, the very um, the very nature of thanking somebody for something is essentially saying to them, "I would not have this had it not been for you." That's why I'm thanking you. So if you are genuinely thankful, that means you are genuinely in need. Right, right. You need a savior. You need a king. You need you need somebody to give you something. Right, that you wouldn't have it otherwise. So just and and I, I, t- I tell you that humility alone is healing. You talk about healing our nation that's that's struggling at at this time. Giving thanks, not just um, you know, Lord, I give thanks for all those miserable people on the other side of the aisle that I don't like. Yeah, I thank you for them. I thank you that that you don't like them as much as you like me. I mean, obviously, those are all you know, false and fake prayers you know have you know verse you know it's the publican versus the sinner you know have have mercy on me a sinner lord thank you for not making me like that man you know which is the which is the real prayer who is really giving thanks in that situation so thanksgiving is an opportunity for us to recognize who our king is by being humble and saying that we need to give thanks because if we didn't give thanks we'd be saying all this stuff we have is because of my own hard work because of my diligence because of my you know my gifts and my whatever it's like 
because of who I am, I don't need God. Well, that's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing and why Thanksgiving is such an important time. Well, it also is an opportunity for us to say, Lord, you've entrusted this these things to my stewardship, but I turn to you as king, I acknowledge you as king, and I, I want to renew your dominion over my life and over all that you've entrusted to my care. And I want to use this stuff in the way that you desire me to use it. You know, and, you know, let's say, you know, you set aside this much for your Thanksgiving feast and you ended up with a little bit of extra. Are, are you just going to put it back in your pocket? Or maybe there are some people in need, for example, yeah. that you could use that money for to serve. You don't know until you ask God. And that's the thing. He's a person. And he's waiting to talk to you about your life. That's right. He's a, a benevolent king. He wants to hear from his, his, his subjects. He wants to hear from uh, his people because he died for them. Right, that's how benevolent, uh, how benevolent he is, and what an awesome gift. And so the other nice thing about Thanksgiving, you know, we, we tie it to Advent, and certainly which leads into uh, the Christmas season, and uh, you know all the all the the sweets, the good things to eat. And I think about stuff like Thanksgiving. You know, that's a great feast. I mean, literally, there's food that's so good, and 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 you start thinking about like if we're trying to heal a nation that's broken, sugar, sweetness, kindness, happiness. Right, that goes a lot farther in healing, uh, and and you can include all in that pumpkin pie and Ch- Chex Mix. Chex Mix, exactly. You did promise that Chex Mix would be the answer to some yes, questions, and that might be the the actual <laughs> answer. And I guess my my point in all that is, we need some of that sugar and sweetness, not just the food, but really just in our behavior, who we are, uh, you know, and and so maybe some some love, tenderness, forgiveness, joy, happiness. This is why we sing carols. It's it's just it's an opportunity for us to sort of revisit how broken we are as individuals, but how broken we are as as a people. And that that Thanksgiving, Advent, looking forward certainly, um, and then also uh, this recognizing our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, is such an opportunity for us to come together, um, and and it's transformative, right? Maybe make an extra pie for someone who has really bothered the heck out of you recently, but is an act of reconciliation. Maybe you didn't like the political sign they had in their yard. Maybe you didn't like some interaction you had earlier this year. Send that pie to oh, Ziggy. Oh, they're going to get a pie, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming. Extra whipped cream? I like the whipped cream on my pumpkin right, pie. Guys, we're trying to heal here. Honestly. <laughs> But it always involves slapstick. Yeah, we're trying to heal, but all of your all of your remedies involve you eating pie. <laughs> Beautiful. No, okay. All kidding aside, this is such an opportunity. This this season, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe's feast. The seasons that are coming up. What a time for us to unite. What a time for us as a nation to heal. Let's ask our Blessed Mother to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, of God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now at the hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.